Hi, and welcome to Voice Notices Everyday Conversation between Claire Kelly, who's in Scotland, and myself, Ali Hart. And we are talking about the things that matter. We are. And this week, we wanted to talk to you, well, to each other and to you, about advice. Um, the best advice we've ever had mm. in, in business and in lives, the worst we've had, maybe the best and worst we've given, and, you know, when is appropriate to give and to receive it. So I think it's quite a big topic because I know certainly in my job, people ask me what to do a lot. And obviously when I'm clinically, I can't, or in the clinic, I can't tell people what to do. Yeah. Um, but definitely in my personal life, there are times when I do say, do you want therapist Claire or <laughs> friend Claire? Because the two, you know. You've done that with me before. Yeah. Do you want the professional answer or do you want the friend yeah, answer? What do you want? Do you get advice a lot, Ali? And um, first of all, I would just like to say that um, I'm looking really special today. You're lucky people that you don't have to see this. I'm in my Christmas jammies and Michael and I had wine last night and we're on the go slow here. So really, Claire's got a vision. She's looking beautiful. My hair standing on its end. I'm not well. I my teeth or my face yet. I have, um, I'm wearing my new gown that's inspired by British Bridgerton. That is advice I would give everyone. Watch Bridgerton. It is good. Um, it's a bit cold, but good. I think that's why I liked it. Um, <laughs> so yes, maybe this is the first video that will go into the YouTube, just because for one. Stop that, don't you dare. Honestly. <laughs> Do you, know, and you know I look like death most of the times anyway in Zoom, but just right now, this one's very special with my dressing gown as well. Anyway, advice <laughs> I'd be given. Yes, the one thing with me with work is um, I find in my career, because it's self-led, essentially, you are it's trial and error and trial and error and a lot of people don't see the the trials because you don't always air those or they're cut short but people without meaning to like to start sentences with you should do or you know what you need to do mm -hmm. I don't know why you're not you should you should and it drives me it really it really it, it used to hurt me more because I feel like it was me feeling at something mm -hmm. but it's just um People are just trying to help. But uh, yeah, bad advice would be you just need to get your art in the hands of someone famous and then you're made. <laughs> but that's that thing. People people think that about you, but actually it doesn't. The people who, who actually are your, your people and your customers are the ones that know you and love you for your work. They're not some famous person that puts it on a wall and you get a wee boost in your followers for it uh, for a couple of weeks yeah. yeah so that would be one mm -hmm. I think I used to get a lot of you should do this you should do that and should is a word that I really hate because it does like you say it implies mm -hmm. that you're you're failing in some other way and when I have my professional head on like that's a word that I never use in clinic or I hear a lot of people say I should I should I should um mm -hmm. but yeah but the, but the thing is and this is, goes with all advice I think in every aspect is that people are coming from their own experience and they and everyone only knows a tiny amount of what you see because I mean there's situations that I'll work situations and personal situations that I guarantee I tell my friends but I don't tell them the full background behind it and whether that's because it's too private or because it's too much or because you just don't know like where it's come from like to get to that end point I think that's a huge part of it well that, yeah I suppose advice comes from do you say yeah uh, that's a probably good, good way of looking at it actually because it's often yeah just a misunderstanding or a miscommunication mm -hmm. or um 
I'm trying to think about advice that I one of the best pieces of advice that I had was not was not a work one. It was um, a sermon in a pulpit, and the the guy that the sermon was um, I don't know what the sermon was, but the advice was to lower your standards, lower your expectations of your husband or wife. I'm glad you moved from standards to expectations. So yeah, that that I felt like that uh, that was the best piece of advice because it's like that thing of um, with marriage, don't often with us the breakdown is where I expect he's going to do something but he doesn't yeah so if I lower my expectations so I like that piece of advice yeah that's good I remember in terms of like marriage relationships I remember maybe I've told you this in private I'm sure Ali but um I remember one summer I was end of school and I was really really smitten with this boy and one of my friends had a boyfriend she'd had all through fifth year and sixth year and he'd moved away to uni now it was in the summertime so he must have moved away early and this girl, I'm not friendly with her now. Not because of this, just because yes, time passed. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that big a deal. Um, and she was like, I'm going down to surprise him at his university. And she was going all the way down to England. He's going to be so surprised. And, da, da, da. and this is a summer of love, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you should just text so-and-so and just say you're going to come and meet him. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. She was like, you should, you should. So I did. I texted him and I said, I'm going to be waiting at a location. And, da, 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 da. and I stood there for two hours in the rain. <gasps> And did he come? No, because he wasn't into me. But I got so swept up in her, like, this is a summer of love and this is what you should do. And if you do this grand gesture, and I remember thinking, I am never, ever listening to a girlfriend about this again. Because of course I stood there and he knew I was there because of course I was texting him because I was 16. Did you have a phone when you were 16? Yeah. That's good going. Needed it for the country. Well, I was in the country too, but we, I, we, I borrowed my mom. Do you remember when you did that? I remember interrailing whenever I was, what age was that? Oh, I was 21 actually. Oh, I didn't really yeah. even have, um, there's seven girls. Um, I'm, I was thinking there just, you're talking about meeting the guy. I feel like it's maybe not for this podcast actually, but the moral <laughs> of the story was I listened to nobody's advice because and um, we had no phones did I or well he had been on a boat so he working on a boat so he was meeting me in it was Bratislava somewhere and we were at the port don't even know where it was I've no idea but there was like seven girls so none of us everyone always wanted to do something different obviously mm-hmm. um, and they were like don't meet him don't meet him I was like, I'm meeting him but because we had no phone to communicate it was only the internet I oh, know but internet cafe, you know, so it's not yeah. like you had your laptop, you're at the um, So yeah, we, we missed, I missed the boat, literally. <laughs> and I dragged everybody, everybody across the city to do that. But anyway. Oh my God. And was the boy there? Did you, did you actually meet him or did you get stood up? No, and then, no, no, um, no. And do you know what's so funny? I can't even remember what happened. I think I, I think I got together with him whenever he got back and I got back, I don't know. I should know because... That was the summer of love. I met Michael at the end of that summer after all that floozying. Floozying. You just have to get it out of your system. So yeah, this is, yeah. So advice can take so many shapes and forms. So yes, I could have just listened to them and been like, this is stupid. Because it's not like now, mm. the way you FaceTime someone until you're right in front of them. Yeah. And so you, so you know so much about them now, don't you? All the stalking you can do before you've even met somebody. Another thing I really like, um, I don't know if that was advice. Oh, it was years ago, actually really good friends of ours. We're still very good friends with them. Um, they 
told us about the book how to win friends and influence people mm -hmm. I've never read it but I remember that theory of learning like pardon me how to deliver advice or how to deliver feedback mm -hmm. positive before a negative yeah do you have to do that much you must do uh give a, a mentoring I suppose and mentor when I mentor students yeah I guess you have to be honest because you want to see them grow yeah um when you've staff work for you yeah like being upfront, but again you just learn what a bad you know leader you are <laughs> <laughs> well this is it because you I guess you, you you see where you go wrong and that's it. I think the best advice I ever got um was I think my favorite well, one of my favorite phrases is one that I got from you about everybody watching their own movie oh yes that's a good one that is I think one of the biggest things and the other thing I actually I think, quoted that yesterday see it's a it's but it's so true it's that it's that whole idea of nobody really cares what you're doing because everyone's wrapped up in themselves I used yeah. to always say as well um what people think of you isn't your business yeah you give you give a follow-on from that recently when I had a bit of a stressor, I had the fear about something and you said something that about that, but also what was, I could scroll, scroll back only with probably about 900 messages between there <laughs> and that time, but it was something along the lines of people don't stress and the people love you for who you, they love, they love Ali. Yes. They're, they're your people. Like, you know, like you were saying, like you remind yourself that they're, they love Claire. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And your people are your people and the people that, don't have you at the forefront of their mind well that's fine because they're not your they're not yeah. your people and they probably don't really care what you do and then you get into the whole thing of you know people watching and you know what was I always say if, if you're if you're following me you're a fan if you're watching my every movie you're a fan and that's a different thing that's when you get into jealousy and all that nonsense but it's so true it's all these little things I think my speaking, other thing, yeah there you go Speaking of fans, just to go um, back a few weeks, do you remember when we were doing the foot one and you said about that fan for you or whatever? It was oh mentioned God. on the radio, or no, it was one of the podcasts I was listening to, how huge it is at the minute. It's a really and big he was, deal. He was, he was saying something like, you know, I feel like a lot of these social media platforms could probably move to that fan because people would probably pay a subscription to mm -hmm. that. And I was thinking to myself, or people might pay for a picture of Claire's feet. You know, I've got I've got my Javianas on today, so I've got my beautiful gown on, and then these Javianas. You know, I've got a, I've got my slippers on, my fluffy slippers. Well, that's that's because you're. It just goes with your whole look. Um, yeah, the thing I was going to say, my other piece of advice is what about another advice, I guess, but um, not my not my monkeys, not my circus. I think yes. you remember that there was um a situation I find myself in with friends where I was given information that I didn't want to know, yeah. and it was really. I didn't need to know it. It was really kind of a head mess and it was difficult because I really cared about the people involved, but I didn't want to know. And I just remember saying to Ali repeatedly, like, not my monkeys, not my circus. Mm -hmm. And just like That's such a good line. Stepping out of it. And it's that thing where you can't be involved in everybody's problems. Mm -hmm. that, there's some advice for people. I actually do take that advice. Um, just again, I know this is not a video, which you, you all should be really thankful. My hair is now actually as far off my head as the size of my forehead. You look like um, Johnny Bravo. Thanks. It's special. Yeah. Um, but look at your seat and lampshade are the same as the exact same as my painting, my two-tone painting. Behind. Well, and do you know what I have here? I've got She's yellow. The dancer. Yeah. Well, I think maybe you should just send me that um, painting. I, I love it. It's called Beach, that one. 
I think it's gorgeous. It doesn't match. It doesn't it's, match it's, it's exactly the same. Speaking yeah. of dancers, I need to remember to send videos to people who have inquired about those. Better not forget. I better not show them the jammies. I'll be dressed by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, other advice for me was unwanted advice was an exhibition years ago. One of my first exhibitions uh, was in the John Hewitt, which is a really cool pub in Belfast. And it's like a bit of a writer's pub. It's really funky. Uh, it was great. They let me have like an event, really, because, you know, I like to do an event. Mm-hmm. So we called it You're Here. And the the event was the exhibition was where all the stops are on the Belfast tour. Like if you get the Red Bus tour. Yeah. So um, and actually the fall bought the majority of those paintings, you know, the fall. with you That's know. right. Yeah. But anyway, and everyone got a sticker when they arrive, you know, I love a good sticker. And it said you're here the way you would on a map. But those paintings were like now when I think about it many years ago, so the boys were tiny. The boys were so tiny. So I don't know, say maybe nine years ago, eight, eight, nine, eight or nine years ago. And I remember someone come up to me and, and laughing and saying, you should not. You, I can't believe you're pricing your work at that. I think they were 400 pounds. That's wild. Which now, but, and he, he said, you know, I'm this and I'm, I'm that and that, that, like, that was bad advice because no matter how confident you are in your work, I was still at the start of really those, th- and, and I knew actually they were probably too low, mm-hmm. but um, someone pulling you aside on the opening night to tell you that and saying like, no, you didn't, you didn't actually price them at that. No way. But that's the, the side going back to like one of our previous episodes and something we've spoken about so many times, but it's valuing yourself, isn't it? That's what you saw the value as. And then people bought them at that price. So yeah, yeah. that one person. Um, it's funny so that I remember when I first started my clinic. So that's when I was just doing massages and it was just Swedish because I wasn't qualified in sports or medical, anything advanced. I think I was maybe doing my pregnancy. Anyway, so I, there was a clinic in the village I worked in and she had a room to rent. Uh, so I went along to the and she said, okay. And she, so I rented this room from her, but she was very much, um, you must take it down. Like the room was sitting empty all the time. And I've never understood this with people. And maybe someone listening is like, well, there's a reason why people do this, but the room was always empty. And I said, could I just pay it as I use it? And she said, no, you must have set hours, four hour blocks. That's it. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, I'll do like one Saturday a month. Cause I was heavily pregnant. I had a child and I just wanted to be like getting my experience up. And um, she was like, no, no, you must do this, you must do that. So I, so I was paying for these four hour blocks. But on top of that, I was get, she agreed to let me do like as and when. So I was like really building up a good business at a really good following. And then she started going through my pricing and saying, well, you should be charging. I charge, I think she was charging 75 pounds a session for what she was doing. She was doing reflexology. Um, and I was only charging 30 at that point now I was just newly qualified so in my mind I was like yes I have these skills but also I'm not amazing like I'm very good but I'm not but so I was pregnant she she was used to go on and on about how I was charging too little and thinking back I think it's because she just wanted to charge more like she was just in a very different place it was like I was saying before about advice it's like people are going from their own perspectives but I remember she went to my website and she was like well your website's too minimal you need to have that now I thought I just had on what I needed now my website has improved a lot over the years and it's taken so many like incarnations of itself is that the word I'm looking for anyway so many versions of itself and I went onto hers and hers is just text like no you wouldn't read it but she would always say I've got this man and he looks at my website and he makes sure it's the and 
I think for a little while I did want to take her advice because yeah. I felt like well you've had a clinic for longer but then the more I listened to her and the more time I spent with her I just thought we are on s- such a different page and your objective here is to make as much money out of me as you can under this guise of being very helpful and I think that's something we always have to remember when we're taking advice as well it's just like what are you I know well speaking of uh, advice that now and she doesn't listen to this um I don't know if Mary does actually too but um mums my mum likes to give me advice now whether I ask for it or not still like as if I'm a 15 year old and she comes here she'll say now that you know what you should do is you should lift that washing and put that washing out look at that good dry and down the way some days you're just lazy Or because I work from home, it's hard for mum to understand that at times. Because I work from home, there's days I don't do anything, only work. And she'll be like, God, I don't know why she was. It's still sitting there. It's my uh, my dad coming. I ran out of oil the other week. I maybe winged about it on here. So the house was freezing. and um, Oh, it was snowing as well. If you was I don't think it was quite snowing at that point. Thank God. No, actually, that's it's snowed it, for what it, was. it was. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Because I wasn't sure if the old tank could make up the driveway. And uh, my dad phoned my dad and he said, oh, you're, did your oil alarm not go off? And I said, well, dad, I looked at it every day and I thought I need to order oil. It was every day for a week. So it, was, it wasn't a shock to me. And dad's like, well, it should have made a beeping sound. And I said, dad, you were here when I set it up. There was no setting for beeping. And this went on and on. And then he texts me uh, later on. He said, can you just give me a quick call? And I said, okay, just go and plug your alarm and go flick the switch to number one. And I was like, oh yeah, done that. And he went, that's how you... Uh, that's how you set the alarm so it actually makes an audible beep and I was like okay dad thanks oh for the help and I, I and then of course because the oil had been out we've been dry I had to restart the boiler which and I had to like get an air bubble out blah blah an airlock out which I don't I'm handy I can do these things mm, and my dad's are. advice then was and I said dad it's fine I can fix it and he said well Claire sometimes we have to prevent things instead of fixing them <laughs> why are you always right that's where I get my always right from it's my dad but uh, yeah, he was like, well, Claire, prevention, prevention. And I was like, thanks, daddy. So have you ever had to um, advise someone really awkwardly, like friendship? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when I have to say, do you want friend Claire or do you want me to give you my professional opinion? Because obviously I never and I don't think I ever even tell my friends what to do ever. Uh, no, actually, those who are listening might disagree with me. I definitely tell them what to do with physical things, but like advice, advice. Yeah, I try to stay away from it. You know, monkeys and circus. I know. I learned a lot from that experience. A lot. Yeah. What about you? When's the last time you had to give awkward advice? Uh, no, no. I, like one stands out, but that's not really advice. That was just an awkward. Um, that was years ago, like when I was in my twenties. Um. No, I guess in marriage as well. Mm-hmm. I advise Michael a lot and he doesn't actually want it because <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. It's the delivery of advice, isn't it? It's how you deliver it. It's how you say, and I think when you give people advice, you have to make it so they it's their choice what they do afterwards. Mm-hmm. But you can you could say to somebody what to do to the blue in their face. But I think when someone is told what to do, they could get your back up a little bit. Like if yeah. Go and get the instructions out and make sure you fix that alarm so it beeps. I was like, no, I don't want something else beeping at me because it needs my attention. (laughs) No, well then he was like, well, you know, maybe oil, you know, you don't want oil to run out, what have you. But yeah, it's very much delivery, isn't it? Because that's when you cause fights. 
Whereas I do like, I found during the Ironman training, um, as fleeting as it was, all six months or whatever of it, every Iron person that I met wanted to give their advice. It's probably the same in marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and then there was a really funny gif about it or something. And it was saying like, you know, the experience with Ironman. And it was like, oh, I really miss putting my body through, blah, 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 blah. I'm also getting advice from 20 different people. It's the same, you know, you think about, it reminds me a little bit of like breastfeeding, to be honest, when everybody sang off a different hymn sheet, because you'd be like, well, one person says I should be running faster during that. Another person says you shouldn't be running up too much. Or someone says you should be in the bike more. Yeah. Um, I yeah, Unsolicited advice. I find the internet's brilliant for that. I'll tell you it's some- Yes. I got, usually when I was doing my run training, I'd get a lot of people popping up saying, make sure you're not doing too much. Like when I was doing the, the ultra through country to country. Like I can imagine. And that was, and I, I really appreciated it. But at the same time, I didn't at all. Like I appreciated people wanted to be nice and were interested. But at the same time, have you run 12 marathons? And <laughs> I know. You haven't? Okay. You, you know, and, and there wasn't, and it sounds ungrateful, but at the same time, you just think, no. Or people who were a lot... Thanks. Sorry, yeah, like I, um, obviously the, the internet following on from that. So on, on Twitter, it's one of the girls who I, she's a reporter um, and she is very active on her account and whatever. And I have her on my podcast coming up. So she had put up a picture of a cup and it was like her cup and her day off at the beach near here. And it was like my, the place where I love at the minute, the like hipster coffee place. Mm-hmm. So uh, someone had written, are you in whatever? And she said, yes. And I'm in my 10 mile radius. You know, you still have to be in your town. And then, cause we're not like travel, blah, blah, blah. Lockdown, as you know. So that then someone had written, I said, oh, I love there. And yesterday I saw two people fall. So it's calmer, blah, blah. And then I saw someone had written, you really should be using a reusable cup. And then I saw someone else put, if you want, I can drop you down one of my ones. And I had started this tweet, but I'm I'm talking about monkeys and circus. I'm often that person who like wants to engage with these people, but I don't actually, because it's not worth my time and blah, blah, blah. But I'd started to write, oh, I really miss whenever we could go to coffee shops and use our reusable cups. But understandably right now, no one's doing that because covid yeah and i just thought if people had a thought about that for two seconds like that was just so passive aggressive so i didn't reply to them but i did think oh there but she's obviously very good at ignoring them whereas i was like oh people and their yeah. advice I, I i don't get well i'm not training so much just now so maybe that's why i don't get so much advice i used to get a lot of um people sending me back pictures i posted and giving me their feedback on my physique oh wow yeah yeah, men and women. And not always necessarily in a creepy way, but in a, I didn't ask, way. Wow. Is that thing? That's weird. Didn't I? I know. I know. My biggest thing was the, when it was, was the, uh, the COVID article that yeah. was written on me and I kind of went viral, um, which, you know, imagine that had been actually about my artwork and not just about having had COVID. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was, that got to the point where I couldn't even, I could, like, you read it a little bit at the start. And then by the time you, you're like 500 comments in after scanning, you realize that it's people giving advice, but they don't know you at all. 
Mm-hmm. And they, you know, are people saying, oh, she's never had, because I said it was 10 times worse than the flu, which I stand by and I will mm-hmm. forevermore. Like, oh, she's obviously never had the flu. And do you need me to check if you've had the flu? Are you sure you've just, so yeah, the internet is cray cray. It is wild, isn't it? I, I remember the advice you got because you people were giving out about self-care as well, weren't they? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. People like to, to give me advice and self-care because I'm active on social. Yes. So people assume that I'm not like right now, this is this is maybe work in one way, but this is not work. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is being showing up. Um, so people like to tell me, yeah, that I'm gonna burn out and that I'm yeah. See, I was funny because I used to get on my running page, on my uh, this is Claire page, a lot of you're doing too much, blah, blah, blah. And then on my business page when I was posting sort of exercises and sort of like mental health things saying oh you're so good and I was like how so I'm the same person and yet over here I'm doing too much but on this side everyone's you know I'm getting this praise it's like well actually I'm the person in the middle who's will burn out if she doesn't do x y and z and also is not ordering oil right I know that's the thing I don't have it together I don't have it together yeah my kids as well sometimes I give them advice and I think to myself you sound like an idiot Ali I wouldn't take your advice I take your advice I but you know the way the children and they just think I said to Michael a couple of times are we just dreadful parents you know at the minute you feel like I know well I've just had a child slip a letter under the door as I'm recording here and I'm pretty sure I can see from here it's asking for screen time so I well that was the thing today ours but to be fair they actually were very good a couple of days before but because we're on the go slow today we're um very much nobody I don't think anyone's even dressed yet yeah. I'm the only one that's dressed <laughs> it's half term exactly exactly yeah well that was good so yeah any any parting words of advice from our listeners even though we've said be careful with the advice you take <laughs> yeah and I guess that's a good way to think about it the we all come from our own perspective don't we that's the biggest thing because no one knows anything that's come before no no so uh, we're not going to give you any advice apart from <laughs> be careful who you take advice from. What, what is it they say? Don't take enjoy advice. your day. Don't take criticism from anybody you wouldn't take advice from. Yes, that's a good well, line to end with. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Um, you can find us on all the socials, on Instagram, Voiceless the Podcast. You can email us at voicenessthepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online at voicenessthepodcast.com or .co.uk because we do have both. Ali uh, now has 10,000 followers on her Instagram, Ali Hart. Uh-huh. Speaking about asking for um, asking for it, I'll end up getting loads of haters now. Uh, yes, so that means I'll be able to do swipe up. Swipe, swipe. You will be, be one of those. Send people straight to our voice notes thing rather than being like, if you click voice notes and go to the profile and then you can listen. <laughs> and we, Ali and I have said we are definitely going to do more on our socials um i know well i was going to say that and i thought let's not promise it because we're full of broken promises i know well we promise a lot of things but at least we're showing up here this is us here we care about y'all and we really appreciate everybody still listening and the messages that we get because some of them really crack me up Um, and i'm glad that so many of you related to last week's episode when i said i never had boyfriends come to babysit with me now you all know why because i'm standing in the rain waiting for them (laughs) yeah well also yeah that when you sent that to me or wherever we'd seen that I thought yeah there's just me the bold one 
one of us has to be well have a great week guys and we will see you next thursday thanks guys bye, bye.